1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host Wayne Malou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors came back on the Memphis Grizzlies by a score of one twenty-eight to one thirteen. And um, yeah, look, it was a uh, it was a fun game. It was a very fun game. I mean, look, it was not a very fun game in the first half when the Raptors gave up damn near seventy points once again, as they generally do now. Pretty much every Two games are giving up 70 points and a half, and I'm kind of disgusted, quite honestly. Uh, And it was not fun in the first half. The Raptors were in the game because they hit 12 threes in the first half, which is amazing. But, um, you know, (laughs) giving up 70 points is a losing strategy. But the Raptors really locked in defensively, and they made a huge comeback. The TSN turning point of this game, um, I love that phrase. But, um, yeah, the big turning point in this game was Nick Nurse getting himself ejected. Except it was an accident. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes you get ejected because, you know, you say something. You know, like, for example, Kyle Lauer getting ejected against, like, the um, the Bucks, you know, two weeks ago. Um, that, that felt like an accident. You know, sometimes you get ejected accidentally. This was a pure accident in the sense that Nick thought he had no text on him. So, when he went to go complain about a call, about a mistraveling traveling violation, and the referee said, enough's enough, I'm tossing you, Nick thought that was just his first technical. And what happened was, there was a play in the first half where Nick and Pascal were both complaining to the refs, and the technical was initially assessed to Pascal at a halftime. They must have reviewed it, and they switched it to Nurse. Or maybe it was a scorekeeper issue. And the referees realized that the switch to the nurse. The thing is, nurse didn't know. Nick didn't know. So he thought he had no uh, no text on him. He got himself ejected. At that time, the Raptors were down after the the free throw was made by Grayson Allen, um, who is the basketball equivalent of a war criminal, basically. Uh, and he, and he showed uh, why once again <laughs> in this game was he uh, whacked Chris Boucher on the head for a technical for a flagrant foul. But anyway, um, you know when Nick Nurse got himself ejected, and and Grayson Allen made the technical free throw. That was three minutes left in the third quarter. The Raptors were down ninety five to eighty five. They had shown up to that point an ability to score, yes, but no ability whatsoever to defend. None. It didn't seem like they were interested. Didn't seem like they were capable. Didn't seem like they had the the the, the mindset, the the schemes, the physicality. Nothing. Memphis was just scoring at will at that point. Again, they had ninety five points. With three minutes left in the third quarter, okay? From that point onward, the Raptors would go on to win 43-18 to to take this 15-point win. That includes a 23-5 to push in the immediate aftermath of Nick getting ejected. And I don't know if it was necessarily, you know what, Nick woke the Raptors up, or if the Raptors... Wanted to pick up for their coach, or if it was once you get ejected, you get some nicer calls. You know, I didn't really see that many calls in the Raptors' favor. I mean, I thought it was called evenly. Don't get me wrong, right? Twenty-six free throws for the Raptors, twenty-nine for the Grizzlies. This was not the Super Bowl over here. This, you know, it's not like one side had like you know a thousand yards on penalties. Um, I watched two football games this year. All right, I I can admit that, but um, you know, it wasn't like that. It, It was. Just really, the Raptors just kind of picked up their energy overall. I think, you know, a couple of basketball things came into play. First off, the Grizzlies went to their bench. I was not very impressed with the Grizzlies bench. Um, Apparently, the Grizzlies had one of the highest scoring benches in the league. I understand they do have depth, you know, in in the roster. Guys have stepped up. But, like, the Raptors bench, they are not even that good. But the Raptors bench, I thought, was better than the Grizzlies bench tonight. Um, I think, obviously, it helps to have Chris Boucher coming off that bench. He was probably the best bench player out of the whole entire game. Um, and, you know, even those transitional units, the Raptors were, uh, winning on those. Even in the first half, there was, like, norm plus bench, which never happens, and it really shouldn't happen. It only happened because Kyle Lowry left the game with back spasms after the first eight minutes, so they had to scramble the rotation. But the Raptors' bench held up in the first half, and in the second half, um, the Raptors, after that, after that tech, they, they stuck with the starters just a little bit longer. They obviously t- took Baines out of the game mercifully because he was just getting bullied, um, Although he was better in the second half, but first half it was oh my god, it was it was oh my god levels were bad. Um, but you know the Raptors extended their starters' minutes. The Grizzlies put in their bench. The Grizzlies benches didn't have it tonight, and the Raptors starters, you know, almost tied the game just at you know in the three minutes between when Nick got ejected in the third quarter and the end of the third quarter then I thought it was a very smart move by the Raptors makeshift coaching staff you know I'm sure it was a kind of a group effort there between the lead assistants uh, whether it was Sergio Scariolo whether it was Chris Finch whether it was Adrian Griffin I think it was whoever it was on the coaching staff that was running the show it seemed to be Griff he's usually the guy who leads the show um, you know when Nurse is out but uh, they, I think, they made two really good decisions in that stretch. One, they kept some of their main guys on the floor to start the fourth quarter. You would think that you would try to buy some time for these guys to rest, but I think they correctly assessed the momentum of the game. The momentum of the game was firmly in the Raptors' favor. So, um, you know, obviously the, the Grizzlies had all their, you know, all the, the all the momentum uh, they, were, they were pushing, but the Raptors locked in defensively. That group uh, from the three-minute mark onward. Part of the reason Raptors came back was because the Raptors held the Grizzlies to just two measly free throws for the final three minutes of the third quarter. And I think the, the coaching staff saw that and they wanted to push it going forward. It seemed like they had a real advantage to be pressed against the Grizzlies bench. That's exactly what happened. The Grizzlies opened the fourth quarter with their bench guys, which is usually what you do, right? You bring in your starters, you know, if, if it's really in trouble... Uh, you know, nine minute mark. If it's like a pole, you know, in case of emergency, 10 minute mark. Normally, probably a seven to eight minute mark. You stagger some starters eventually coming in to replace the bench. That's normal. But what the Raptors did was they kept their starters in, they kept their main guys in. And guys like Fred and Pascal really carried the Raptors Uh, the, the rest of the way home, basically. The Raptors were dominant in the fourth quarter, outscoring the Grizzlies 34 to 16. They completely overran the Grizzlies. Um, And the Grizzlies did, and eventually they brought their starters back in early. But, at that point, the game was firmly in the Raptors' hands. And, you know, I think the Raptors just had a really good idea of what they wanted to do defensively. First half, they were rotating, but they were slow. And they were trying to play some zone, but they were getting out-rebounded. They were, you know, trying to show different looks in the pick-and-roll against John Morant. Morant was beating them. Either that, or they were just dumping it to JV in the post. JV was beasting in the post, as he does... Um, you know, and the Raptors just had no answers again. They gave up 70 points, but I think they really clued into what they wanted to do defensively. They got the rotations down, they kind of everyone clicked. Obviously, the energy of the group was good, and they kind of just maintained that and sustained that throughout the entire fourth quarter. Another really good move, I thought, by the um, the makeshift coaching staff after Nick was gone was that. You know, the, the Grizzlies had to call timeout in the fourth quarter to bring in some of their starters, to stop the month of the game, to stop the bleeding. Rapids had taken the lead at this point after the Grizzlies led for the majority of the game. The Grizzlies come out of the timeout with a little pin down, a little brush screen in the post. Uh, JV gets the, the, catches the ball deep in the post, uh, an easy hook shot. JV obviously has a great touch, scores the layup. Next play down, I forget who it was, maybe DeLon Brooks, but he drove inside, put up a floater, and uh, another layup. Maybe only a minute had passed, maybe even less than a minute had passed since the Grizzlies' timeout. But the Raptors' coaches immediately signaled for timeout. And I love that because what that showed was, listen, guys, we need to lock in defensively. We had such a good thing going here, we don't want to waste it. And, you know, just two plays, and that's all it took for the Raptors to say, enough is enough. No being sloppy. We worked our asses off to get to this point. We're shorthanded. We don't have OG for the you know for uh, yet again. We don't we don't have Kyle because he left the game. Nick's gone. Like we are shorthanded. We cannot give up after the, the amount of effort we put into this. And I love that it just after two layups, they called timeout, they settled the defense once again, and the Raptors from that point onwards were great defensively. They were amazing defensively. Um You know, I thought, you know, all the things that worked really well for the Grizzlies in the first half just stopped happening. Like, I thought the Raptors did a much better job of showing two bodies at John Moran on the pick and roll and forcing him to, um, to delay that first pass. Sometimes you send a double team on a guy and the and the point guard's realizing what's happening, reads it quickly, quick pass over the top and all of a sudden it's an easy basket and it looks like your defense is terrible. Raptors really timed their defense really well, their rotations, so they pressured Morant. Morant couldn't get that initial quick pass off, you know, had to look for different options, had to force a shot a little bit, had to drive into traffic. And even when they dumped the ball into the post for JV, the Raptors were doubling really well. And then they were scrambling to 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 get out of that. It helped that the Grizzlies went real cold from the three point line at some stretch. Like I thought, Kyle Anderson had some wide open threes. Of course, he's not necessarily a prolific three point shooter just because of his really slow release. I understand that he makes some shots, but you know, and and he can shoot, but it's just when you when it takes it it takes him like six seconds to do anything uh, (laughs) in the game. And he's really like he's a 32 career percent three point shooter, um, and he doesn't shoot him at a high volume. You know, the Raptors are leaving the right guys open. They're rotating well. DeLon Brooks kind of calmed down a little bit. Desmond Bain calmed down a little bit. He was making a lot of jumpers early on in the first half. Um, and, yeah, the Raptors got it done. And I thought, you know, their effort defensively was so, so strong against JB in the second half. First half, JV, I mean, you know, listen, Baines has caught a lot of flack. He's a nice guy. He's, you know, sometimes you're just not physically capable or whatever, but... You would think this is a matchup for JV, or for, for Baines, right? Baines is on this team to take on these big centers. You know, the JV types, the Hassan Whiteside types, the Joel Embiid types. And no, you're not going to shut these guys down outright, right? I mean, obviously, last year, the Raptors had it so good. In the last few years, the Raptors had it so good with, with Mark and Serge together, right? Like, literally, last year in the bubble, when the Raptors played the Grizzlies, JV had zero points. Let me say that again. JV had zero points in 27 minutes with four turnovers, and he was frustrated. Frustrated. That was the first time he had played the Raptors since getting traded. And he had zero points, right? And this game, JV had 18 points and 14 rebounds by halftime. And he, he was getting to the free throw line. He was getting to the offensive rebound. He was... There was no other way to say this other than he was sunning Aaron Baines. Like, you know how, like... When you have like a baby in a like eating at a din- dinner table and uh and he and he's being sloppy or whatever, and you can just like pick up that baby and put him in a chair and just leave him in that chair in that little isolated space, that baby's helpless. Like, that's essentially what was happening. Like, JV was doing whatever he wanted against Air Maze. and this is the one play that actually infuriated me the most. The rest of it was like, okay, you're just getting beat in the matchup, it's a basketball thing, I get it. There was one play where Baines was pressuring up on the perimeter because the Raptors are trying to be aggressive. And, you know, denies some dribble handoffs, breakups on dribble handoffs. Again, pretty standard stuff, right? Because especially when you have a guy like Morant, who's super athletic. If he can turn downhill and elevate, you're pretty much done. He's, you know, rookie of the year, all that stuff, right? So Baines was pressuring JV at the top. And JV, of all people, right? JV, I mean, come on. We know JV. We've watched them for like eight years in Toronto. You know, really, really one of the best... Centers in Franchise History. Um, The one thing JV is, is not quick. He's not fast. JV turns like, you know, the Titanic, okay? Like, this guy is slow to turn. He's very powerful, but he's slow to turn. He's like a tank, right? This guy pirouetted and did a spin move like he was Pascal Siakam against Aaron Baines and drove it all the way inside from the three-point line. How are you going to get beat off the dribble by JV at the three-point line? That was embarrassing. That was just embarrassing, honestly. And Baines's minutes were limited. He was better in the second half, collected some offensive rebounds, got his first defensive rebound of the game, you know, found Pascal for a follow-up, layup, you know, whatever. That's all fine. But, you know, the Raptors had to close this game with Chris Boucher. It's yet another game where Boucher had to come in and play a ton of minutes. And I asked Nick before the game, you know, Boucher's obviously had a breakout season this year. You know, are, are you feeling some temptation to start him? And, and Nick kind of gave like a non-answer. He kind of said, That time probably will come for him. Uh, But at the same time, he also likes the energy off the bench. Um, And, yeah, I mean, you know, one thing about energy off the bench, it's fantastic. Absolutely. It'd be great if you had energy to start the game, though. (laughs) Because the starting five this year, especially the combo with Baines and Pascal, has just not worked. Has just not worked. Um, You know, when you watch the game and Baines is on the floor with Pascal, whoever is guarding Baines is actually a second defender on Pascal um it's it, it's it's not even disrespectful it's just smart that's just the way you should guard it and especially because Baines is obviously getting guarded by the center it's really hard for pascal to score at the rim when he's getting guarded by his man who's all, already one of the best defenders in the NBA usually right because he's drawing the best assignments plus a center at the basket who you know pascal has to somehow finish around so it was bad pascal had a play where he, you know did all his work spun drove whatever you know did his thing drove it off to Bane, kicked it off dumped it to Baines after Pascal did all the work, and then Baines tried to go for a reverse layup. It didn't go in. You know, again, stuff like this is deflating. So, Raptors close with Boucher, and I thought the energy with Boucher is just really different. I mean, I, I do hear Nick's point for that, right? Because, I mean, Boucher is just, you know, even though he's, like, you know, JV has probably has, like, 50 pounds on Boucher. And yet... The Raptors obviously sent a lot of help for Boucher. He Double JV whenever he had the the ball. JV picked up some nice passes, but three assists, you can live with that. Um, But the Raptors, you know, just fought like hell against JV. And the, honestly, the most difficult assignment there is for Boucher to do that. Because, it, you know, A, the Raptors are on the pick and roll, especially in the fourth quarter, two guys to the ball, John Moran, right? Keep Try to limit him on the perimeter. So who has to do that? Well, usually if they're skinning with JV, which they usually are, Boucher has to come up. And Boucher has to be mobile as a center to come up to the three-point line, right? And then to recover, when the dump pass went to JV, you know, Pascal did a much better job of helping out in that front, you know, muscled up against JV a few times, boxed him out a few times. But Boucher had that primary assignment against JV, and JV was feasting today. And I'm not saying that Boucher didn't get caught once or twice, but man, like, to, to give up that much size in the matchup, and in, in the second half especially, to win that matchup it is so impressive to me. And, um, yeah, I thought Boucher, you know, played his ass off as he always does. You know, and then, you know, really without Kyle, the the three leaders of your team are Fred, Pascal, and Norm. And those three guys all stepped up and played phenomenally. (laughs) I mean, 33 points for Fred, 32 points for Pascal, 29 for Norman Powell. Unbelievable. I think with Fred, he played a stretch because the Raptors' rotations were mad scrambled because, you know, Kyle Lowry goes down in the middle of the game. You're not expecting that. You got to really adjust. Fred VanVleet plays 20 straight minutes <laughs> in this game, right? He, uh, from the midway point of the second quarter, he plays the entire third quarter, and then he starts the fourth quarter as well. He played a consecutive stretch of 20 minutes, and uh, he was needed for those because he provided so much stability for this team. Look, first off, the Grizzlies played really aggressive defense against Fred, Van, uh, Fred VanVleet, right? They had DeLon Brooks. Um, is it Dylan or Delon? I don't, I always get that screwed up. I'm sorry, man, but they had Brooks pestering him lead out top and Brooks is a very, you know, the, the one word to describe him is, you know, pestering like this. All the, the, he really loves to get his chest into people really get up in your grill. He's really physical player, really aggressive player, both ends, arguably a little too aggressive offensively. I don't know if he needs to take 20 shots all the time, but you know, whatever. I I, I didn't mind in this game. Um, he honestly did have some pretty nice stretches offensively, but he, he is a bit of a chucker. But, you know, uh, defensively, though, he was really bodying up on Fred. Got the size. You know, he's a disciplined defender as well. Um, sometimes he gets caught because he's aggressive, but on the whole, I think he's a pretty good defender. And Fred in the first half struggled a little bit with it. It's not like Fred was completely denied, but he struggled with it. Second half, Fred torched whatever the Grizzlies sent him. Double teams, traps, full court press, you know, like everything. Second defender at the basket, multiple defenders, bigger defenders, everything. Fred was just doing everything offensively for the Raptors, whatever the Raptors needed, Scoring, this guy hit two threes, you know, uh, one, one catch and through three, the Raptors ran a really nice inbound. They've done it a few times where Fred's the inbounder, they they, they throw the pass out top, and then Fred immediately darts to the, the, the corner, uh, and with two screeners still there, and then the pass comes right back to Fred. So you imagine it kind of like a triangle. And Fred usually gets the open corner three. If they execute well, they did it well. T D kicks it back to Fred. Fred hits the three. Fred hit another three in the third quarter. There, Fred had a you know mid range jumpers going into the free throw line. It's got twelve points in the third quarter. That's when the game shifted. And then the start of the fourth quarter, Fred making so many plays, you know, setting up you know, Boucher at the end for a dunk. I mean, Fred was awesome, just absolutely awesome tonight. And, of course, Pascal was right there every step of the way with him. Pascal was hot offensively from from three early, which is something that's been rare to to say of late because Pascal has seemingly abandoned the three-point shot. Um, You know, Pascal, uh, you know, just going to pull up his game logs really quickly. But coming into this game, Pascal, what? let me just read you the total number of threes by Pascal in the last few games. 1, 0, 0, 0, 0, 1, 1, 0, 0, 0, 2, 0, 2, 1, 1, 2, 0. So Pascal has not really relied on the three-point shot this year. Of course, a lot of them haven't dropped for him, but today they were dropping for him. Um there was no more like matrix code with, with Pascal tonight, man. Um with with the binary. Like this guy was really actually making shots. The way he was at times last season, 5 of 8 from 3 tonight, including a banked in 3. He was just consistent throughout the game as a threat. Obviously, with Van Vliet sort of taken out of the picture a little bit offensively early on and Kyle not being available. Pascal had to take on more of the scoring load. I thought he did a good job of that. Six assists as well. And then in the fourth quarter, man, Pascal just took over. Just took over, like, honestly. Like, you know, whatever the Raptors needed, again, kind of like Fred, driving to the basket, beating JV off the dribble, getting them for the layup, you know, playing great defense. Obviously, you know, Boucher alone is not going to be able to stop JV, along with Jael Morant driving. You're going to need a lot of help. Pascal was really good at helping. There was one play where he was like the third defender in the play. Jumped in, tipped, tip, win the loose ball, ran out in the fast break. Pascal gets fouled. This guy was playing all out, man. And playing with such a joy too. Like you could tell when Pascal is having a good time. He's having a great time tonight. Of course, the bench was giving him tons of energy, tons of hype. No home crowd, obviously. No crowds, well, there was a small crowd in Memphis, but I mean, come on. It's like a crowd in Memphis. Um, unless they're lining up for barbecue. There's probably not going to be much excitement. Um, you know, like it's you know, past, the, the the Raptors did their best to create energy for Pascal. And Pascal honestly played with great joy, great passion. One of his best games of the season uh, on both ends of the floor. I, I was really, really appreciative of what he did tonight. And then, um, and then, yeah, you know, I, I thought Norm was also steadily just um, just clinical throughout the course of the game. Um, twenty nine points for Norm. <laughs> Norm, Norm, with your classic twenty nine, one, one, and one. <laughs> You know that's 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 Norm. Like honestly, that's that's an ideal Norm stat line. It really is, man. Um, Norm was hitting from three, which always helps getting to the basket. The aggression, um, making smart reads, making decisive reads. Again, like all of the points for Norm are coming within the flow of the offense. Even when he had to force the offense a little bit because he was out there with the with the second stringers because uh, Kyle was out. Norm was hitting some threes during that stretch, too. Like, Norm was just playing his role, which is just to score, period. Uh, Getting on the fast break scoring. You know, Norm just doing all the stuff that you expect from Norm. And, um, yeah, he's found an incredible rhythm. Here's Norm Powell's stats as a starter. Obviously, we know Norm's better as a starter, right? But this is how good Norm has been as a starter this year. 11 games played as a starter this season. 21 points on 51% shooting. 46% 46% from three, getting to the free throw line four times a game, hitting those at 88% clip, along with, you know, again, he's not going to give you that many rebounds or assists. But, like, it's been amazing, the production he's given. Of course, it's similar, because he did this last season, too. His splits were, you know, similarly um, noticeable. But, like, it's it's unbel- it's undeniable. Every time he starts, he gets into the rhythm, and he, he plays great. Like, he honestly plays great. He was automatic today. Even, you know, he's doing stuff that... Um is just so much smarter and the approach that that he's taking is just so much steadier in terms of what he's doing, right? He's not forcing something, not driving the traffic, not getting tunnel vision, you know, whatever. But like smart plays. Yeah, you know, he's getting he's he's red hot from the corner. The grizzlies aggressively close out, leave their feet. Norm takes one dribble, steadily steadily gets to one step within. Uh, no one else rotates, and he hits the mid-range jumper. Like, all, you know, the stuff like that. It's like the calculated, the pace, the rhythm that he's playing with is perfect. Every single game, you can expect Norm to have 20 points. Like, literally, the only time he hasn't had 20 points in the last, like, two, three weeks is either when he was injured or when he had 18 against the Nets in a win. So, uh, Norm was awesome tonight, and the Raptors needed his offense. But it was just a great effort overall. Like, I thought Bembry came in, gave them some really good energy, I think, especially with... Morant being such a tough def- a tough cover, like, they needed Bembry's on-ball defense, and they they used Be- a Bembry a lot in that front. And Morant, honestly, 18 points on 5 of 17 shooting, not a very efficient night for uh, the rookie of the year. You know, you'll take that, right? You'll take that. And I thought, you know, um, Utah came in, <laughs> grabbed a ton of rebounds, you know, missed some shots, passed up on some shots. You know, he could definitely get better offensively, but the energy was great from him. TD settled down after committing two fouls in his first minute of play. I'm not kidding uh but he hit a 3 and and was generally pretty decent in in, in the in, you know he w- there was nothing like noticeably terrible that he was doing uh in in the in you know in the Raptors comeback stretch he was giving them good energy yeah he had a turnover again on a 2 on 1 fast break he throws a lob to Boucher but um he ends up committing an offensive foul like you know again the fouling thing is just it's just such a big big thing for him but um you know, there were some positives that he contributed to this game, some some good steals as well. Although one of those steals led to that fast break, which he then turned it over, so I don't really know. But still, um, yeah, and then Baines, honestly, second half Baines was, was fine. First half Baines was just, like, downright horrendous, but second half he, he was a, a, a lot better. But, of course, he didn't close because Boucher was in. And, uh, yeah, great win. So,
0: flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
1: Um, in terms of your three stars from this game, you have to give the first star to Fred Van Bleet. I've just been so impressed with Fred this season. I know he's had he, he's been up and down with the scoring. Um, you know, he's he's had moments you can still nitpick the finishing. Absolutely. Uh, you could still say that, you know, honestly, there's some, sometimes he'll hit, you know, uh, 54 points because he's getting left open from three and he's hitting everything. And sometimes he just, like, misses some open threes. Uh, but, you know, I think the way Fred has played for the Raptors this year, um, how much importance his performance has played on the team in terms of his scoring, his creation, his assists, um, the, the so much of the Raptors' offense is Fred breaking down the defense, getting into the paint, kicking it out. Um, Fred has just done an awesome, awesome job, and he was f- tremendous as a leader tonight. You know, he huddled the Raptors uh, after the Raptors. You know, after Nick got himself ejected accidentally, and uh, yeah, Fred, you know, was also absolutely a leader in, in the way he played, so 32 points, three rebounds, nine assists, three steals for Fred VanVleet on eight of 14 shooting, four of seven from three, 12 of 12 from the free throw line, again, the, the craft to get to the free throw line, you know, Fred has, um, Fred has done an amazing job, and I don't think anybody, you can nitpick his game because he's not perfect, and I'm not saying Fred VanVleet is a perfect player, but uh, Fred VanVleet is clearly leveled up. He has been awesome, especially in the ra- times the Raptors needed him. Like, the Raptors have played three games this season without Kyle Lowry. They Today, I'm going to count it as a game without Kyle because he only played eight minutes, scored two baskets, and left. Um, you know, if, if, Fred VanVleet, during those games, without Kyle Lowry, has led the Raptors to a 4-0 record. So, he has been great. And, um, yeah, he gets a lot of credit for the performance tonight. Yeah, Pascal's getting my second star, very close second star, you know, arguably first star. But thirty-two points, five rebounds, six assists, a steal, a block, eleven of eighteen shooting, uh, five of eight from three, five of seven from the free throw line. Pascal creating at will, torturing the Grizzlies' defense, so decisive, getting into the post, mixing it up, mid-range threes. This is the ideal Pascal game, while also contributing a ton defensively, using his physicality, uh, being active defensively, running out on the break, you know, beating guys off the dribble. Just a phenomenal player. Uh, and, you know, Pascal has been up and down. It's half the time he looks really confused. The other half of the time he looks like an all-NBA player. Tonight, all-NBA, absolutely. And then third star, Norman Powell. I mean, as much credit as Fred should get for leading the Raptors to wins without Kyle. Part of b- big reason for that is because Norman Powell always comes in to replace Kyle. And Norm does a great job. Like, Norm did Kyle's job and he did OG's job tonight. 29 points with, the, you know... Uh, ten of seventeen shooting, six of nine from three, three of three from the free throw line for Norm. Thirty-seven minutes, just a f- tremendous game. But you know, lots of credit to go around in this game. I thought Boucher, should get some love. Bembry should get some love. Utah should get some love. Um, honestly, the Raptors assistant coaches should get some love. Like, you know, <laughs> and maybe honestly, Nick did know that he what he was doing, and uh, maybe Nick should get some love. But no, he he refused credit for that. He really thought it was an accident. So. Uh, in terms of your Gerald Henderson award winner, um, there a lot of places you can go with this. I thought Brooks was really effective uh, against Fred. Of course, Fred ended up with a great game, so you can't really give it to him. I'm not giving it to Grayson Allen, just on principle, especially after he smacked Chris Boucher across the head. Um, Desmond Bain was real solid, but I know people are going to bring up the, oh man, Rappers should have drafted Bain or Tillman instead of you know Malachi Flynn. Like, wh- whatever, man. You're, you're really going to judge after a quarter of the season, after Messiah and Bobby and... and, and Dan Tolzman have uh, drafted so many amazing players over the years with late picks. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be out on a pick after like you know seeing them play spot third string minutes for a quarter of the season. Go ahead, but you sound like clowns. Uh, Kyle Anderson, my Chinese brother, should probably get some love too. Yeah, that's right. Look it up. Um, But, you know, it's got to be JV. And I don't mean that in the sense that JV can't do this. JV's obviously a very productive player. But, man, JV almost had a... JV basically had a triple-double. 27 points, 10 offensive rebounds, 10 defensive rebounds, 20 rebounds overall. 3 assists. You know, 11 of 12 from the free throw line. 8 of 12 from the field. Jonas was amazing. He carried the Grizzlies tonight, especially offensively. The second chances he created, the putbacks, the fact that the Raptors just couldn't stop him at times. This guy looked like Wilt Chamberlain, man. And, um... Yeah, you know, a small part of me was kind of happy, you know? Like, I really was. So I'm just like, yo, if anyone's going to kill the Raptors, it better be a former Raptor. And it was JV tonight. And, man, he, I mean, the the work that he put on Baines was just was unbelievable. Um, but the Raptors eventually got to him in the end. You know, he noticeably got tired. I don't think JV's a player that should play so many minutes because there are diminishing returns. He's obviously ideally in, like, the 24 to 28-minute range. Um, but, you know, he looked a little bit gassed in the fourth quarter, especially with him checking back in early. He also missed some time, so I'm not sure if his fitness is 100%. But, I mean, <laughs> bro, your fitness is good when you get 20 rebounds. I know that much. Uh, and, you know, whatever. The Raptors beat him in pick and roll. Again, there's some small concessions, but you, you can't argue with 27 and 20. How Like, it, it might take Aaron Baines, like, the whole week to get 27 and 20. Maybe, honestly, like two weeks to get 27 and 20. So... Uh happy for JV, happy he's found a home in Memphis and uh he looked quite good. Honestly, some nice passes too and um the handle didn't didn't shoot the three for us. I know J V has worked on that three as well. So just happy to see him, man. It's happy to see him, happy to see the players congratulate him and uh yeah, you know, it's it's always good to see former raptors thriving elsewhere. So that does it for the podcast. Thanks for everyone for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Uh read ten things, go ahead and uh you know I don't know man, go ahead and watch the the replay of this game, man, because it's it's just it was really fun. You know, just start start exactly at when Nick Nurse gets himself ejected. From that point onward, phenomenal game. So, uh thanks everyone for listening once again, and uh yeah, I'll be back when the Raptors play the uh the Washington Wizards, right? The, we get the Alex Len um redemption game. Well, hopefully it's not a redemption game for Alex Len, but you never know, honestly. We, we'll get to see what honestly Len versus Baines look like in practice. So, uh, I'll check back then. Thanks for listening.
0: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.